You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 18. Last session was really interesting, right? And I think that we dove into something that we've definitely never dove into on literally before, but I think is so rarely talked about in entrepreneurship. And again, just so grateful to Sam for for bringing that up. So this session, you'll get to see how that has changed. We'll also dive into a little bit more of the strategy piece and We will also make sure to relink all of the information and resources from last episode as well. If you're feeling like you're struggling with uh, seasonal affective disorder or depression, we will make sure to support you through that. And we'll see where Sam is on that journey herself. So here is session 18. All right. What's going on? Um, not much, you know, we're officially in March. And I feel like I'm out of the black hole. That is January and February for me. So I don't under, I still (laughs) am confused by it. That's so interesting. So I know like last week we were talking, uh, you know, just so much about like, is it depression? Is it seasonal affective disorder? Is it nothing of that sort? Like what's going on? So tell me, like, give me a little update there. So, because I think we talked on Wednesday and literally just like Thursday, I just woke up, like hadn't done anything. And I was like, felt good, like felt normal, was productive, like did everything I was supposed to. And then like, that's pretty much just how it's felt every day, like since then, Um, which I was like, you know, not really talking it up to too much because it's not like every day during January and February was like total crap. So I was just like, okay, like, let's see how long this can can continue. And then I've been like, I started doing happy magic and stuff and I haven't um, like tried to talk to a therapist yet or anything, but um, Friday, like which was technically if this wasn't a leap year, was the last day of February and I got a huge new client for the agency. Yeah. So it was like, I'm just like really maybe my body slash the universe just does not like January and February because that's like, it was so strange. It was like 6 p.m. on what would normally be the last day of February and I got a huge new client. It's like the biggest monthly like amount I've ever gotten. Yes. So it's like just very strange. Um, but it was great, obviously. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just need to plan to take a vacation every January and February. <laughs> well, I think it's like super interesting too, even that like sometimes we just need to like get it out almost, right? Where it's like shit sucks and feels really bad right now and then it does it. Like sometimes it's just nice to Um, even like feel the permission to like process that, right? I'm so happy to hear that Sam is feeling better. And I think it's just so good and such a reminder, again, how quickly things can change. I feel like that's really been a theme of this season of literally. And I think that it's important because that really is what a lot of entrepreneurs deal with is that some weeks can feel amazing, some can feel hard and, you know, things can go back and forth. And that's kind of an experience that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And it's not 
bad, right? Like it's, they think permission that sometimes we will be up and sometimes we will be down and that's okay. And that's, there's some level of normalcy to that. I think certainly we can have tools to feel better more often, right? But also to not make it wrong that we're sometimes on the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, especially as Sam has scaled one business considerably, added a whole, you know, team has created six figures plus in revenue in a very short amount of time and so on and so forth while building another business. Like it is normal for there to be ups and downs with that experience that may or may not be what has happened. And it still doesn't mean that she is not getting support and handling that in the way that is best for her. But I do think, again, it's just helpful to see that things can turn around quickly and that sometimes we all just have these ups and downs through business and that's okay. And it doesn't mean anything about who we are, our ability to create success or our ability to move forward. Yeah. And like, I mean, it always, uh, you know, annoys me. Like we talked about, like it always annoys me, like whenever I'm feeling like that and stuff, but I don't know if like, I have just like been making up this story for myself in my mind that it's like, yeah, January and February is a wash. So then it was almost like, you know, then I was thinking like, great, February is almost over. So now it'll be over. And so it's kind of like you in a roundabout way, like decide it's over, if that makes sense. For and sure, like totally. that makes everything else feel easier and feel better and whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. Like hopefully this continues and then I will just like have to really plan accordingly just in case at the beginning of the year next year. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, that was really nice. So I'm basically like filled up for clients now like with this new client. Um, I don't really want to take any new clients um, because – I want to I'd rather just like get them squared away. I'm going to have to kind of upgrade some of my systems and processes a little bit to support them. And then um you know, I'd really like to just like focus on getting coaching clients now from that uh after that um to you know, keep any any additional revenue I add to the business, I'd like it to be coaching revenue in some way shape or form. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that like what we can do is basically just uh, in terms of the mindset stuff, like let's just keep paying attention to it. Like just keep reaching out and checking in and like if it's good, it's good and we don't need to go there. And if it feels like there's still some swings going on, like of course we can adjust. But like, I mean, certainly we don't want to make a a story where there's not if you've been feeling really good since then. And then in terms of clients, like, you know, I think that's I think that's a wise approach. I feel like what happened last time is you got yourself so, so, so full with um, agency clients that it almost felt like there wasn't even potential for there to be room for coaching. So I feel like that's really the question with this is like, you know, does this client bump you up to a place where the income feels really good, but there's still spaciousness for coaching? Yeah. And I think that they do. And that that's something that I really, and I think we've, like, I know we've talked about it before, like you can scale quickly, but then like your systems and processes and just like your bandwidth has to play catch up. And that's kind of what I did in the fall. And I don't want to do that now. And like, that's fine because like my income's out of place where it's great. Like I'm still be able to like pay my contractors and everything and pay myself over six figures. So it's like, great. That's great. So I really want to like leave. Well, and that was really the goal to pay yourself that much anyway. Huge congratulations to Sam on signing another 4K a month client and 
really bringing her revenue way back up to what it had been before she kind of lost those couple clients. And I think just so beautiful to see that she has like kind of recalibrated, like where she had gone up a little too far, a little too fast. And she sort of wanted to bring it back down just in terms of how fast the agency grew and while she was getting team kind of set up to handle that. But to also see that she's totally at her goal, which was to be paying herself over six figures to not just be making it, but taking it home. And she's totally there. So I think this has just been a beautiful thing to watch and for you guys to be able to witness that sometimes the fast growth is really challenging, especially if you're wanting to build a team to support that and work within a certain set of hours. And you can kind of find that calibration that works well for you. And I think Sam's really there, you know, bringing on this client that feels really good, but also being able to pay herself six figures, but also not being in a place to push, 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 grow, grow, grow. When she knows that she really wants to keep finding ways to refocus her energy on the coaching branch. So really cool to just see how this is leveled out for her in a way that works best for her and for her team and for her business exactly yeah so it's basically just like I'm really consciously wanting to leave that extra space and bandwidth for myself um to be able to like pay attention to coaching because I've also been getting some really really good feedback lately um for my ebook that I it was included in my friend's resource bundle um, and from digital strategy intensives also. So it's kind of like, I know exactly what I need to do to get clients. So like it's I working, just, right? Yeah. Like I just need to do that thing, but I know exactly, like I know I have value and I'm bringing value to the p- table and people are seeing it and recognizing it. And so, and I know what I need to do to get clients. I just need to keep doing that thing. So I think it's really cool that Sam can say that she's like had great feedback and has had great experiences and realizes that she just needs to keep doing the same things and how important it is to stay the course, right? So she's really done so much to set up these systems and these processes, but they've really just gone into place very recently in terms of having the funnel set, being out there with content more, leveling out the agency, et cetera. So I think it's just really smart for her to be in a place where she can see like this amusing feedback is coming in. And if I just keep doing the same thing over and over, like the business can grow. It's not always about adding. Sometimes it is. And I feel like we've added a lot in terms of her funnel system, team, all of that. Right. But now she can create that well-oiled machine where she kind of keeps doing the same things and getting better and better results. So really helpful to just have that vision and see what's possible if you keep doing the same thing. But also this is where coaching can really be helpful too, because it's like, we're always finding that balance of when to add more and when to just repeat the same process. And sometimes it's really hard to see that when we're in it ourselves. So that is something for you to look at. And that is where coaching can also be really helpful for you as well. Totally. And I think like a a big thing that we had talked about was like it feeling like, do I even want to? Do I even make space for that every day? Do I even create the time for that? So what's that feeling like right now? Yeah, I'm, I, right now, I think what's going to be most important, because like I, the other week, I, you know, was like in Facebook groups and responded to people that I thought were actually 
possible leads for the agency, but I ended up pitching them the digital strategy intensive. And I think I told you about this last time, like I had somebody book the digital strategy intensive and then somebody else be like, I don't even want the intensive. I just want to work with you as a coach, but I can't afford you. So, which is like a whole other thing that I'm still dealing with, but it's like, I really think like getting into Facebook groups and being active in Facebook groups and, um, engaging with like my ideal clients on Instagram. It's something that like not doesn't necessarily have to happen daily, but it it needs to happen more days than it doesn't. And I think just doing that and just especially because now like my funnel is set up really well. So if I'm just driving traffic to the free challenge and now to my like lower price point, um, ebook that's going to be available. Like I'll be able to get people into a funnel so that then there it's, I've designed it so that there will be more touch points. So I think just making sure I'm doing that, like, even if it's not every day, it should be like three days a week. I really want to be like spending like an hour or two at least <coughs> doing that follow-up and that engage it in that relationship building. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that from a different perspective too, which is like you don't have to be in there every day, but your team can be. Yeah. Oh, and they are doing it also. It's um right now we're kind of like tag teaming it because we're still um identifying like what people are asking often or what people like are needing so that I can craft messaging around it for them to use basically so that they're using like my words and stuff. So, um, yeah, but I want to continue to hone that a little bit more because like right now my VA is doing it, but right now she can't really like craft a message from scratch that sounds like me. So she's using messaging that like I've prepared for her and tweaking it a little bit as needed because like I'm not really interested in like having someone just like engage kind of not at as high of a level. Like, oh my God, I love this picture so much. Like, fuck that. I'm not interested in that. So we're like still um, working on like improving and perfecting that process so that she can be engaging and posting at like for me with my own words. Well, I think that something to think about there is that it's we're we're not just thinking about the engaging, right? We're thinking about the like, are you also having content go out every day? Oh, yeah. So right now I've been having content go out every day, but um, I still need – we still need to set up a process so that she is sharing it in the groups. I think that's a really big deal, right? Because yeah. it's like you're creating this collateral. Yeah. That is just as important, if not more important, than the engagement. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, certainly the engagement's important. I don't want to downplay that at all. But like those two working together is where the magic lies, right? Mm -hmm. So if the process is like, you know, she's getting that content out there every day and then you're tag teaming engagement, I think that's ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, But like there's no point in doing one without the other kind of thing. Like you have the content. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, like it's basically like you've, you've spent the time to create it, use it, right? 
Something I am harping on my clients about all the time is using the collateral you have. I feel like that's a conversation I've had with probably every single client I have, whether they're new in business or have been in business for a long time. Using the collateral you have is a wildly important and useful thing to do in terms of building and scaling your online business. So when I say collateral, I mean things like the content, the videos, the workbooks, the things that you've already created, having that and using it multiple places, right? So I have a rule in a lot of life where we never create something for just one place. So if I write something, it's going to go on Facebook and Instagram. If we do a video, it's going to go also to my email list and my website. If we do this podcast, we're also going to promote it in the group and on Instagram and on Facebook and whatever. Like nothing is for just one place, right? Because the more we use the collateral, the more we can spend time promoting what we're doing. So where I see a lot of people get stuck is they're constantly creating, but they're spending such a small amount of time actually sharing and promoting and getting out there what they've created. And that can lead to burnout really fast. And it also stunts your growth, quite honestly. So even if it's not you that's using that collateral, right? If it's your team sharing it, whatever it is, using the resources that you've already created in your business is one of the absolute best ways to be a more effective marketer, to grow, to reach more people, and ultimately to have more touch points, which is what we're after here with Sam. Yeah. And we're creating like some content around like, um, making sure that we have kind of, um, standalone content, like for the free challenge, for the ebook, for the digital strategy intensive and for my one-on-one coaching so that we are making sure that we're like posting about that as well. Like cornerstone content that's going to be going out often. Um, but yeah, I need to get her, make sure that she is sharing that content. Cause right now my OBM is making sure that I have like blogs going out every, I have social posts going out and then blogs going out every week and then emails going out every week also. So it's just making sure that the social posts are getting shared into the groups is the only thing that we haven't started doing yet. Exactly. And that's sort of like kind of the point, right? Is like you set the foundation where like if they come to you, they're going to get something. They're going to see your content consistently. They're going to get emails from you or whatever. And then you go out and put it other places so you can draw people in. Mm -hmm. But it's like now that you have that foundation, of course we want to draw people in. We don't want to just keep talking to the same people. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, perfect. So I would definitely check in with them on that. I think in terms of your engagement, a few times a week is totally fine. But I think in terms of team, we want them in there every day, at least posting new content. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Um, So tell me about the strategy intensives that you've had, the feedback you've been getting. Like, just give me a little rundown there. So the intensives I've had have been really good. I've gotten really, really good feedback from like, all, pretty much all of them. Um, one thing that I'm starting to think because um, it's like very because they're not really like custom. You know, I think that some people think like, oh, intensive. So like, I'm just gonna get on here and we're gonna like talk about my business for 90 minutes and like, there's not gonna be like a purpose to it. But the way I've structured the intensive is like a little bit more around educating them on how to like create a content machine and then leverage it to get leads. So it's like a little bit more specific. So I'm almost thinking I might make it into a masterclass and rebrand it so that I have like a mid-range price point item and then develop a more like custom intensive um, 
because all the feedback I've gotten has been like, wow, this is so great, so actionable. Um, you know, like Sam taught me like strategies I didn't even like know existed and all of these things, but they're not like they work for their business, but they're not extremely custom for their business. Like it, these are strategies that can work for any business. So I'm almost wondering if like it would be better served as a lower price point masterclass so that then I can sell like a, an intensive off of that. Or if they don't want to go do an intensive, I can downsell them to a master the master class. I've been thinking about pricing a lot, basically. So I think what you're saying is that like you're almost teaching in the intensive more than you're personalizing or coaching, and that's what's feeling off. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, and that's like the only feed like negative feedback I got, and that was from only from one person. Everybody else says like it's amazing, it's so great, but I'm but I find myself like. I'm saying really similar things in each of them. So it's almost like I feel like I can make this more of a one-to-many item. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the the thing that we want to keep the focus on is the point of the intensive is personalization. Right. Because that's what creates the conversion to one-on-one. Right. So if it feels like there's not an opportunity for personalization right now, like I very much agree with you that there needs to be a shift because – that piece is going to be what creates the differentiator in conversion rate. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. And it's kind of like everything we're going over the in the intensive, like if something doesn't make sense for them, like we don't, you know, I don't go over it. But overall, it's very similar for each of them because I know that it will work for their business. But it's like so much stuff that we're covering in the intensive as part of that, that it's like there's not a whole lot of room for well, what about my packages? What about my pricing? What about, you know, kind of more one-off questions that they might have? So that's why I'm kind of thinking the mas- it might function well as a masterclass because it's like it is so much information, but it can very much like stand alone. Um, yeah. Well, let, let's look at this from both angles. Like I'm totally with you. Personalization is the key here and we want to keep to that. But at the same time, like – I think it's natural and normal that, like, you're going to say the same things often as a coach. And I think that's, like, number one, it's how you get better at it. And number two, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. So two things that can really make or break conversions is the level of personalization in your sales process and your focus on results. So the level of personalization, meaning are you helping this person see why they're stuck? Are you helping this person see exactly how you could help them? Are you helping this person see the vision of what it would look like to work with you? And the reason I say that is because what we can often do is talk about our program. Our program helps you do this. My program helps you do that, right? versus here's exactly what you're going to get out of this. Here's exactly what it looks like for you and your business, right? That's what I spend so much of my energy on discovery calls doing is helping them see how my way of working or my particular program translates to them. Like it is my job to personalize it to them and help them see that vision I can just sell them on my program and like maybe, maybe not get the sale. But if I sell them on how my program personally will influence, impact, 
and ultimately create results for them, the conversion rate is so much higher, which brings me to the point of results as well. So what we can often do is tell people the how we can help them, right? Oh, you'll get support, you'll get accountability, you'll get this, you'll get that. But are we talking about the result? Talking about the result of that support, accountability, et cetera, is what is going to make someone feel good about investing. So they're not just investing in the support, but they're investing in what that support can give them. Does that make sense? So I'm not thinking about it just like, oh, do I want to pay for the support of the coach? I'm thinking about it like, if this coach can help me triple my revenue, does it feel good to invest in that? Those are totally different thought processes, right? And so if you can focus both on the personalization of how it will impact this person and the results that you can help them get, the likelihood of conversion is so much higher. If you stay too broad, and just make it about the program and the quote unquote, how you can help without the specific results, it will be so much harder to convert. And ultimately it will feel like you keep hitting this wall. And so I hope this tip really helps you in your sales process because I have seen it work time and time again with myself and my clients. And these two things make such a difference. I'm going to talk to every single client about mindset, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing or that like that's, that's not wrong. helpful or right. personal right 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 so I think it's just like what's that line for you where like is this actually a problem are we just like making a change based off one person's feedback or do we actually feel like this is creating a conversion issue um the other question I have there or the other thought I have there is that you mentioned you know someone kind of you know, asking one-off questions and giving a little more space for that, that Mm -hmm. part I'm less into. Mm. Um, Just because what can happen in an intensive, it can almost become like a pick Sam's brain kind of session. And I just ask these random one-off questions that I have. And I'm like, what do you think about this package? And then also what about this? And then And they can leave feeling like more disjointed and almost like have no reason to convert. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's interesting. Like the specificity matters quite a bit there. So do you see what I mean there? Like I think we could play both sides. Like there could be a potential reason to change it up or maybe like that was just like one-off feedback and you can just personalize a little bit more. I'm not sure, but tell me what your thoughts are there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not, it wasn't like, oh, I saw that and I was like, oh, it's all wrong. Right. But I've been just thinking like, oh, it is like, this is a strategy. Like it's a system. Right. So that's why I started thinking like, well, maybe this would be better as a masterclass because it is like really, you know, you can really, uh, it's going to be different for every person how they implement it. But the actual strategy is really similar for most business owners. So that's what's been making me kind of think like maybe this would be better as a masterclass. And just in the 90-minute timeline, like it is tough. I mean, obviously, like we go into specifics about their own business within it. I'm not – I don't just like plow through like and say the same exact thing. But it is like tight just because of like the sheer amount of stuff that we're covering, which is I've gotten – positive feedback in that people are like, we covered so much stuff. It was so amazing. It was so informative, but I could see it being like almost a little overwhelming because it's like so much. Maybe it's like I turn it into a masterclass, but then I do want to still develop like some sort of intensive like around that, but it's just like we're not quite covering as much in the call, if that makes sense. Like, 
Well, I think that you, if you develop this process, let's say, into a masterclass, like what you really need to think about is like what's the next step? Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that's challenging about making it a masterclass is are they going to feel like, okay, well, I have so much work to do now. Like I can't hire her. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like the feedback that I've been getting from the digital strategy intensive also. Okay, great. I'm going to spend a few weeks implementing this and then like that's going to be great and then we can work together. So it seems to me like what we're actually coming to is that the real win here is actually breaking this down even more. Yeah. So whether it's masterclass or intensive or otherwise, right, it's almost like either way this has to get reined way back in. Like it's too much for the intensive. But I think with that note, it would also be too much for the masterclass. We don't want people to leave feeling like, well, damn, I have so much work to do. I can't possibly hire you. We want them to feel like, well, obviously the next step is hiring you, right? Yeah. It's almost like I wonder if I need to break up the content piece and the lead generation piece of it. Right. Yeah. So and and that could even be like an interesting thought of like maybe there's a content masterclass but a lead generation intensive or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to see if I can get on a call with a couple of the people who have done it too to like I have I've gotten feedback questionnaires that they've filled out but just so that I can kind of get a little bit more of a feel of like how they felt about it. Um cuz yeah, I think even though I like kind of reading between the lines of their feedback, I think a lot of it was like, whoa, this was like so much amazing information. But it's like so much amazing information, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that is something it's like I find that a lot of them are like, you know, everybody maybe takes time to implement things and execute things, new things that they learn and stuff. But um, I wonder like how many people are actually implementing it or how many of them are like, wow, this is so much stuff. This is so great. I'm going to go implement it before I work with you. And then they just like don't implement it because they're just like overwhelmed by the sheer amount of knowledge that I've just given them. Yeah. And if you think about it, like that's not actually helpful for them or you. Right. <laughs> Right. For them, it's like it. then they get paralyzed by it. And for you, it doesn't create the conversion. So I think that's just a no-brainer. I mean, you could definitely talk to them if that feels helpful. But honestly, I think like the decision is almost already obvious. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And because also because I have gotten a lot of – what's been interesting is I started – with, oh, my ideal client is someone who is still working full-time, but a lot of the people that I've been working with have already left their jobs, Mm -hmm. which also means that they don't have as much disposable cash. So the pricing has been, like, a definite issue. And I know, like, people will, you know, if you really want it, you'll make it happen and kind of all that stuff. But it's, like, a lot of people are, like, it's just, like, it's a hard stop because they're, like, I literally do not have that much disposable income each month. So... I think that like building in more touch points that are at like lower price points so that they can I can like gain that trust and show like how much, you know, and and hopefully, you know, they can start to implement those things to increase their revenue um, so that then, you know, they would be able to work for me versus like kind of dropping off. Right. Because they're just like they can't make the jump to one on one. So it's kind of just like they're just following me now, basically. Well, I think that I would say two things there. I don't think there's ever anything wrong with creating more of those touch points. I don't think there's anything wrong with creating a content masterclass. I definitely think it's super obvious that um, 
regardless masterclass or not, the intensive needs to shift, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say there too is that like even the way you're framing that, like I hear you, but like I actually still think that's an opportunity to just like help them change their thinking. Right. Because like I sure as fuck didn't have the disposable income each month when I hired my first coach. I don't know that most people who – take that jump do. They just see it as an investment versus do I have this much cash to lose each month? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like we have to force everybody and be like, do you want it bad enough? But I think that it's like the giving them permission that like, yeah, most of us don't. <laughs> right. Right. And this is truly a business investment if you see this paying off, right? Like, and I think that that's always a place to open that conversation and to kind of push on that. Not in a way that like takes away their power or tells them like they have to do this, but in a way that like gives them permission because like most people don't even realize that's something they could do. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when I hired my first coach, the only reason I realized like, oh, I could just like invest before I have the money is because I had a family of entrepreneurs where that was like pretty normal. Mm -hmm. But had I not, like, I don't think I would have even realized that that was, like, an option. Right. Or that people did that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And I do think, like, as I start to do these things, like, have the VA posting in groups and kind of, like, become more visible, it's like, you know, I'm increasing the amount of people who are interacting with me and my brand and – you know, entering into my funnel too. So that's like, it's kind of a numbers game a little bit, at least, you know, at this point so that I can start to figure out like my conversion rate and get a better idea on like what the actual objections are that I'm seeing most often and which ones are, you know, real objections versus not real kind of. Well, listen, I think that like We've talked about this, but it's worth saying again. I think that the truth is this. Like, if I really believed this was the exact right thing and that I was definitely going to show up for it and definitely going to get a result from it mm-hmm. and it was going to be 5K months, mm-hmm. investing, regardless if I have the disposable income or not, is just a total no-brainer. Right. It's like if you were like, you play this slot machine and for every dollar you put in, you get five back. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, like, your work really right now is helping them see that that's true and helping them see that, like, it's okay to invest like that. Right. And if they're not seeing that's true, figuring out why not, right? So with the intensive, they're not seeing it's true because they feel like they have 100 steps to still take before they can even get there. hmm So that's the real objection even if it's money. Do you see what I mean? Right. Yeah. If I still feel like I have 100 steps to take, like, I'm not spending the money. Because I'm like, well, I need to figure this out first. Yeah. And that is kind of like – it's been a mix of like, great, I'm going to implement these things and then I'll be making more money so then I can afford you. And then then some of it is like, okay, great, I'm going to implement these things and like, you know, let's touch base after that. Mm Mm-hmm. And and either are really the same conversation. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's basically like I think I have to do these things first versus I see why investing at this next level is the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And again, like the difference between so I can afford it versus invest in it. Right. Yeah. I think that's just a super important conversation to be thinking through a little bit more and be having with these. Does that – like what comes up for you in that? Does that feel like – 
yeah, that's okay. Or like, I don't really want to have that conversation or I can. I just haven't. Like what pops up there? It's just been hard because I. it's like I try to have the conversation and then, you know, people are just like, I cannot afford it right now. Like, peer, like it's a hard, you know what I mean? Like I'll kind of be like, right. And I'll kind of ask questions around like, is it because you feel like you, you know, can't make the invest? Is it, you know, whatever, you can't afford it or or you haven't shown up for yourself or your business in the past and things like that. And then they kind of will just be like, I just can't afford it, period. Like, it's a hard – and then, like, they will not answer again. So it's just, like, the conversation is, like, being shut down. Like, they are not here for the conversation. So it's kind of hard because at that point, it's like, how much are you still trying to have that conversation when it's one-sided, right? Because, like, myself as a consumer, I would be like, okay, fuck off. Like I said, no. <laughs> so well, but let me let me play with that here for a second. And and this isn't to like say you're doing a bad job or anything, but it's to say like what that tells me is they just don't want it that much, right? Right, because if you're like diving into it and they're thinking like, oh, we're gonna have a, I really, 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 really want this thing, and I'm super frustrated that I'm like in my own way about it, then they want to engage in that conversation a little bit more, right? If it's just like. Think about your own buying behavior. Like when I'm like a fuck no, leave me alone. I don't mm-hmm. actually want the thing that bad. Right. Yeah. So like I think that what's really helpful to see here is is that we're almost like like solving the wrong problem. Like the right problem is how to get them to want it more. Yeah. And I could see that. Like I could see them be like, yeah, I want to do it. But it's like, you know, they say they don't have the money. But like really it's like overvalued for them or something. Right. Like it's just not worth it for them. So at that point, how – do I, you know, work with them to identify or how can I identify like what they value and what is important to them? So I think that what's happening, and you tell me if this feels true, but it almost feels to me like we're going through the intensive, we're kind of inundating them with so much information that by the end they're like pretty overwhelmed and like you don't actually still know all that much about what they're struggling with. Let's talk about overwhelm. (laughs) Overwhelm is bad for everyone, right? And I think that that's a really helpful lens. So overwhelm is bad for the coach. It's bad for the client. It hurts conversions. It can stifle their results. And the reason I say that is because I feel like sometimes as a coach, we almost feel pressure to give so much information and so much value. And it can feel like that's kind of like the job we have, like give as much as we possibly can in terms of info and value in that time frame. But ultimately what happens is that we tend to get to that point where we're giving so much that the client is just really overwhelmed by it and not actually able to put it into practice. And so when I think of like give information and value, the lens is really like, how can we make it enough information and value so that they can take action and execute on it versus so they just feel like they got a lot, right? I would rather give someone so much less in terms of information and have them execute on it than give them, you know, hours of information without them being able to clearly see how to get it done. So that is just a really normal tendency that I see in this industry. And it's something that ultimately tends to hurt our conversions and ultimately our results too, because we feel this pressure to kind of tell them everything we know or perform in a certain way versus to shift the focus to being on what they can execute on. 
So if you're someone that tends to find yourself getting on calls and just wanting to give everything away or say as much as you can or share as much value as you can, that's honorable and commendable. And there's nothing particularly wrong with that, except that it doesn't really serve you and it doesn't really serve the client, right? And so just kind of shifting that mindset and that frame when you're running intenses or coaching calls or whatever to the most value I can give is determined by how well they can execute on it. That shift for me has been everything. It's changed how I run challenges, how I run calls, how I run intensives. And I think Sam making that shift will really change how much she converts as well. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope that's permission for you because sometimes I think we just need to hear like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I have permission to do that instead of like, oh, like I have to give them everything, even if it might not serve them. Totally not true. Permission to focus on what they can execute on and not just what you can teach them. Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of why I've been feeling like the intensive is kind of like more of like a process because we do right. talk about a lot of them, you know, the the because we talk about at the beginning of the intensive a little bit, but it's like, you know, they just are not getting leads. So they just need more money in their business. Like that is the core of what they need. But because there's we're covering so much in the intensive, there's not a lot of time to like drill in on that on, um, you know, me because a lot of people, that's not the first thing they'll say. The first thing they'll say is just like, I'm so overwhelmed by social media. And then it's like, why do you think that you need to be doing social media so as much as you do? Like, what is your plan to get leads? And they're like, oh, yeah, like I actually don't have a lead generation strategy. Like that's kind of the conversation we try to have, but there's not enough time for that I don't think right Right. now in the intensive so that's kind of why I've been thinking like okay maybe it's like the process is a one-to-many solution yeah so I still think that like that doesn't actually solve the problem in Mm. the sense that um, they'll still be overwhelmed if it's a one-to-many versus a one-to-one if if the process is what's overwhelming Mm mm-hmm Well, I definitely think I should split it up. It's just about like breaking down the – For sure. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what I think. I think that if you split it up in a way that lets you go much deeper on one subject so that they don't feel overwhelmed by it but they feel like mastery around it, Mm -hmm. then the likelihood that they buy the next thing is so high. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like if I feel like, holy shit, I just walked away from this master class with like the most amazing content strategy laid out. It feels so clear. It feels so doable. Like I'm on it right now. Now she's talking next about lead gen. Like, of course I would do that. Mm -hmm. Versus like I'm walking away with like, you know, a bunch of notes and a bunch of crap I need to do. And like, I know I need to do it. I just got to find the time and da, da, da. And like, I think that like we want them to feel more like I nailed that. And so of course I'll buy the next thing. I feel really passionate about this topic of investing versus having disposable income and really being able to have that conversation with your clients, primarily because I believe that we need permission to invest in ourselves and our businesses, right? I was so lucky that I came from a family of entrepreneurs that 
basically that's how they built everything. <laughs> they invested, they took out loans and invested money before they had it. And that's how they built their businesses. So when I started this one and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about it, you know, hiring this, you know, expensive high level one-on-one coach. They were like, does that feel like a wise investment? Is it going to get you more of what you want? Da, da, da. And I was, you know, able to say yes. Like I had a lot of that encouragement that like it's okay and it's natural in entrepreneurship to bet on yourself. Like the question wasn't like, well, do you have enough disposable income to do that? It was like, do you think you're going to get the result? But the thing is, is like I was in such a rare position with that. Most people do not have other people in their lives that are normally saying to them, yeah, bet on yourself. Yeah, invest. Yeah, that's the way businesses are built. Most people have the opposite, which is like people saying, but do you have the cash for that? What if you don't get anything out of it? What if you lose it? Blah, blah, blah. And so as coaches leading sales calls, it is so important that we're able to have that conversation with our clients and give them permission to invest. It doesn't mean we have to push them or force them, but it does mean that they need that person to stand up for them and to stand, take a stand in their lives and say, hey, this is another way to look at it. And this is possible for you too, because personally, just about everyone that I know that has a really successful business invested before they had it, quote unquote, right? And I'm not saying that's the only way, but I am saying that like, there's just not enough permission in our like mainstream world to bet on yourself in that way, to invest in yourself in that way. I think like the singular thing that we get permission around for that is you know, student loans, but I'll tell you, investing in my business far has outweighed um, the ROI from my student loans. So I think that's interesting, right? But just making sure that we're open to having that conversation with our clients and our potential clients is so useful. And then really making sure based on that overwhelmed conversation that they feel like they're nailing the work you do. So they want the next thing versus like they're not finishing it or underperforming or not getting it done or whatever. Like if we give them so much that it's going to take them months and months to complete it and it feels really hard and really arduous, they're very unlikely to buy the next thing because it doesn't really feel that good. It doesn't feel like, okay, I nailed that. Like, yes, I'm ready to get this next thing. It feels really overwhelming. Like, well, gosh, I barely even touched on these things and I have so much to do. I don't know. And I can't possibly get the support. I can't invest and so on and so forth. So you see how those really fit together where our job is to help them feel like they're nailing the process as they move through it versus giving them the whole process and hoping they can execute on it and then buy the next thing, right? We want to walk them through that journey. So really important to think about both of those things in context of your sales process because truly they will make such a big difference. And I think as we continue to implement this more and more in Sam's sales process, she will see that shift really quickly. Right. Yeah. I think that, I think that definitely makes sense. And I think that like just kind of based on the feedback, it's all been really good. But it's like so like it's been everything was so great. It's so much stuff, right? Yeah. And like it's hard because like I'm kind of like I'm trying to get through everything. Yeah. Like 90 minutes has never gone so fast kind of on these on these intensives. So. So yeah. that's a no brainer. Let's just decide that right now. Like masterclass content. Mm hmm digital strategy turns into like lead generation yeah because that's also because then it's like lead generation you can be it's a lot more flexible right like there are different lead generation strategies that i know of but it's really like we can spend that time like tailoring it to them and you know figuring out which ones they should really focus on and which ones they can work on you know immediately to start seeing um a difference like right away perfect i think that's 
a, a total no-brainer. Like, I would say let's move forward with that right away. I mm-hmm. mean, you can definitely talk to the people who did it if that feels good to you. But I think either way, that is something I would do right away. Yeah, I'll probably just ask, get some feedback from them on like, should it be a masterclass or what, you know, how do you like to consume content kind of Mm -hmm, a thing? mm -hmm. Like, would it be better as a course, whatever? But yeah, pretty much like get that feedback from them. Um, But yeah, I think that would be good. So price point wise, then I have now I have like my free challenge and then I'll have my Facebook lead gen ebook, which I think I'm going to sell for $27. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a masterclass or a course or whatever about the content stuff, maybe like $197 and then intensive still $597 or so maybe $197 to $597 is too much of a jump price point wise. I think that's totally normal. The difference okay. between a teaching class versus one-on-one time with you should be be somewhat dramatic. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, yeah. So then 197 feels good and makes sense. And then 597 for the intensive. Right. And then that 597 can go towards their first month of coaching. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do a tripwire on the ebook also about you know, maybe like I have that lit like the list of relevant Facebook groups or something that is split up into like what each Facebook group rules are or something like that, or my Facebook lead gen spreadsheet or something, something like I would, that. I like the one with the groups particularly because I feel like that's like research someone else doesn't want to have to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about. Um, having like a couple of different industries and just having them like laid out um in that way and then just using that as a tripwire because I think that would be really really valuable for a lot of people and my VA already like keeps it updated anyways so you know great 100% yeah I mean especially since you already have it there's not extra work to do there and it's work someone else doesn't want to do that's like a super value valuable add-on right yeah um I think the the biggest question here is the masterclass, like, or whatever we're going to do. Like, we're thinking pre-recorded kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think either a masterclass or, like, some sort of course. Yeah. I would probably be more inclined to call it something more like a course or mini course or something like that. Yeah. I think when we think masterclass, it's more like an hour of someone teaching is kind of what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So mini course or course I think is a little bit more appropriate and honestly probably easier to teach in that way. Yeah. And some of the feedback I also got from some people was like I'd really love like if if it, there was like, you know, a checklist of like everything I should do or things like that. So like it would be it would be easier to deliver that via a course. Yeah, totally. Like any additional kind of items. I mean, I think we want to keep it small in the sense that we don't want them to feel like they have to go through a bunch of modules and never finish it and blah, blah, oh, yeah, blah. But, yeah. right. right, I think that like the, even like a cup, like one to three or something like that would be useful. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. So one thing that might be interesting to do in terms of that is like that maybe when you want to get the feedback, like create that, then send it to everybody and be like, hey, this is a bonus for you. What's your feedback on it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they've already gone through it. And so it'll be really nice for them to both have it in writing, but also really nice for them to be able to be like, uh, 
I actually liked how you explained it to me better here or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that made more sense. Like, just right. to see where they're at with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that idea too because then it's like kind of the conver- – it's easier to like – versus just having a conversation, like being able to point to something and be like, what did you think about that compared to the intensive we already had? And so I'll probably get more valuable feedback. Yeah, totally. And like – they actually get a ton of value out of that too. Right. Like it's like an even exchange in that sense of like, hey, you get this extra thing, but can you give me feedback on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprise and delight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beautiful. Um, let's talk about going back through some of the people that have done the intensive and doing follow-ups. Like are you still on top of that or are you like I'm kind of waiting for them to come back or what does that look like? Yes. Well, so now my OBM like put together a workflow for the intensives. um, But what's been happening with the intensives up until now is um, I checked in with them like they get their action plan a few days after the intensive and then I check back out with them like about a week week and a half later to see how they're doing almost everyone has been like oh yeah like it's been crazy haven't done it yet like so there's a def been a definite like um gap in the learning and the execution sure, um which is like fine you know that makes sense shit happens um and that but that could also be because it feels overwhelming so it's almost like well and listen this isn't like ideal so i this isn't like what we're trying to go for in the future but in this situation i think that's where you could be like cool that's why you need coaching <laughs> right yeah and so that is kind of what i've been doing a little bit on some of the feedback and then They've gotten a feedback questionnaire from me and in that email, I'm also like, hey, how's it going? Um, And then I have like notes with due dates for myself because um, especially for the people that were like, I'm going to implement this for a couple of months. So I'm in like like a so a month or a month and a half after I check in kind of to be like, you know, not that I'm saying like, how's it going doing not doing it? Because I know you're not, and that's why you need accountability, but kind of. That's out. Like, I am, I'm like kind of checking in to be like, you know, how's the strategy going? Like, what have you been, you know, executing it? What's happening there or whatever? So I am definitely following up with them um, at the like a week or two after, and then one more time after that, like within the month that they've had their intensive. And then again, like, the month and a half or two month mark after their intensive. And when they're saying like, no, I have it. And you're like, yeah, this is why you need support. Like, what is the response there? Usually no response. <laughs> like, so they'll be like, yeah, it's been crazy. Like family in town. <laughs> then I was sick, whatever. And then I, my response will be something like, oh, I totally get it. You know, that's really where coaching can come in handy because you have that accountability. And usually I say like, I always thought I was so accountable to myself, but like you having a coach really makes such a difference because, you know, you really want to have your stuff done before you get on that call. You don't want to have to say you didn't do the thing. Um, and then I like remind them that their, um, their investment from the intensive goes towards their first month of coaching, like if they want to. And then usually I'll try and get them. I'll be like, if you want to talk about it a little bit more, like let's schedule a call. And then 
usually I'll either like not get a response or I'll get like a like, oh yeah, I know. Um, you know, my plan is to like really, really focus on it the next two weeks or something like that. And even though I know that's probably not going to be the case. So a couple of things there. I would say like one is if you don't get the response, keep following up. Mm-hmm. It just works so fucking well. Like I just had a client like tell me like she did like a six follow up for someone and they finally responded. They had literally been like ghosting her the whole time and they were like, cool. Yeah, let's get started and paid that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm definitely still like right now I'm not following up like that week or anything or like the week after. But like until they give me like a hard no, leave me alone. Like I'm going to keep following up with them. Forever. Yeah. And I would say like you can even up that frequency. Like you don't even need to wait two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, because like that really shows them like you are on top of that accountability kind of mm-hmm. like still here, still checking in, still here, still checking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, same with the people that are like, oh, I'm going to give it another two weeks or whatever. I think it's like really about like making it less about like, are you getting it done? And more about like, but do you want this result? Like, okay, like mm-hmm. I, I hear you on the two weeks, but like what I'm really excellent at is helping people go to the 5K mark, get there really quickly, blah, blah, blah. Like if that's something you want, then like you can try it yourself, but like I can help you get there quicker. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true because I haven't been like when I'm doing the follow-up, I haven't really been like doing like tying it back to the result as much. I think I've been more execution focused. So that's definitely like an adjustment I can make. For sure. I think there's like a really big theme here. Um, And again, like it's just a learning curve or whatever, but it's like we got to remind them why they want this and like what results are on that side of it. Kind of like how we were saying like with the intensive, it's almost like they're shutting down the conversation because they maybe don't want it enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And same here, like they're they're making it about like doing the thing or whatever and we have to make it about like okay but do you want the result right okay yeah and again that's just like a a a good reminder to keep coming back to because i think it's easy to be like well of course they fucking know (laughs) right that like the whole point of this is to get a result but it's so wild how like they actually don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get like caught in just the execution piece of of it and I didn't get it done and, you know, all of that. So that makes sense. And all I didn't get it done means is I'm not getting the result. Like, you know what I mean? That's really the thing. Right. And like, I think people just have a hard time seeing that sometimes, especially because your people haven't ever done it enough to know that it will get them a result. Right. Yeah. So it's just that reminder, like I, you know, because you do content all the time. I don't really have to remind you because you just know <laughs> mm-hmm. that content equals results. But right. like, if I've never had that experience, like it's so easy to be like, well, family came and I was sick and da 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 because I haven't yet realized. Like, but if I do this every day, there's no chance I don't make five k. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think that. Tying it back, that's just, like, something I'm going to have to remember and, you know, will come with time and practice and everything. Yes. And you can always send me follow-up emails, too, if you want me to review anything. I'm super happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, results. Okay. So I think that one other thing here, and this is more like a – it's <laughs> take it or leave it. It doesn't matter kind of thing. <laughs> but – like, if the, there are, like, a handful of people that you're still in strong follow-ups with and they're just not getting it done, like, 
because you have the time right now, one option is to just be like, let's just get back on the phone. I'll give you a 45-minute coaching call. Mm-hmm. So instead of the like, let's get back on the phone and talk about if you want to work together, like go more the route of like, listen, you're stuck, you're struggling. Like, let's just get back on the phone. I'll give you a free 45-minute call because I want you to be able to implement this. Mm-hmm. And then really use that to like go deeper to pinpoint like, well, why aren't they doing it? Right. No, yeah. I like that idea because I've already been, you know, I've already been talking to them. Like it's already, I already know about their them and their business. Like hopefully we already have like a little bit of rapport built. So that makes sense. And like they paid you. They want a free one. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that's an easy yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's interesting because like sometimes I'll be like, oh, do you like I will say like, you know, we can hop on a call to talk about it a little bit more. But if I make it more about like, you know, you know, I think it would be really helpful if you want to. We can hop on like a 45 minute like making it more like a coaching call versus like, oh, this is another discovery call. That makes that makes sense. Yeah, and even with that, like, let me just play with the tweaking of that message a little bit. Like, not if you want to. Like, I would just be like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a free 45-minute call. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Where it's like, of course you would take it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then on that call, what you're going to actually be able to dive into really for the first time is like, okay, you have the strategy. What's in your way? Right. And that's where they see the value in coaching. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really cool because that's like a whole different place you haven't been able to get with them yet. Right. So then they get there with you and then you help them see, well, this is in your way. This is in your way. This is in your way. Like, look at all the work we can do here. You're in a way better position for conversions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea too because it is – it's like I'm thinking about – this my scholarship client that I have now and it's just like at, like on one of our first calls we talked about like I don't know you know it was something with mindset and we worked through it she was like oh my god I cannot believe that like that's crazy like she just like felt so much better felt so much clearer like felt so much confident about what um, so much more confident about what she was doing because like we yeah we had like the time to like dig a little bit deeper into that a hundred percent and like in a way, like you're in the perfect position because they have proven to themselves that they can't get it done. So like then when you come in and are like, okay, but why? And let's let's work through that. Like you kind of like put yourself in the best position possible to serve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Okay. So let's try that. Again, feel free to like send me the emails or whatever if that feels helpful. But I, I would just say it like, of course, they want to. Like, hey, let's get back on a call. And then let's like really pitch to them about like the results and the supportive coaching. It's not just about the strategy. It's about how they're not implementing it and really see if that creates more of that desire to figure the money part out. Right. Yeah. I like that idea. Beautiful. All right. Cool. So I'll put this in Basecamp. Keep me posted. Let's get the team back on daily content. Let's get those calls offered. Let's work through a mini course and we'll go from there. And then otherwise, just keep me posted on how you're feeling. Like if if it's all good from here on out, we're not going to make it a problem. But if it's not like, you know, I'm here and just reach back out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious to see. It was very I, – I don't even know. It was so <laughs> strange. So we'll see. So Hopefully good. it's just going to be fine from here on out. But we'll – you know, we'll see. I'm going to keep doing – um happy magic so so that'll be good i think beautiful all right cool keep me posted in base camp okay sounds good i'll talk to you soon all right bye. bye 
Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.